supportive families. This is Emily Penrod, and my guest today is Dr. Mark. I am really excited to have him here. Dr. Mark, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. I've had the honor and privilege of collaborating with Dr. Mark on a really exciting project soon to be released. I'm going to let him tell you more about it, but first I want to tell you about him. He has a PhD from BYU in marriage and family therapy, has a master's in counseling psychology from Gonzaga University. He's a husband and father of five daughters and a son. He has 15 years clinical experience, including inpatient hospital and clinical work. He's been a business owner for 23 years. He's a certified self-defense instructor, and his hobbies include scuba diving, mechanical pocket watch repair, leather work, and custom knife making. Wow, you sound like a man of many abilities. (laughs) Got to keep life interesting, right? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well, I'm I'm excited. Can you tell us about Gem Train? Thank you. You know, Gem Train is just the coolest thing. We've uh, for a long time as a clinician, I I realized that there was a need to to reach more people. Uh, you come across these these gems of wisdom, if you will, and that's partially the the name Gem Train, gems of wisdom uh, that you you want to share with people, but sometimes that's hard to do, you know, one person an hour from a little therapy office. And so gem train is really this, this dream uh, that's, that's materializing very quickly here to, to capture inspiration and, and content that can really help people in their lives and make that available in an online platform and an online learning course. That's easy to watch uh, straightforward, very clean content. And so that's kind of how it got started in vision. And uh, my my business partner has a background in educational psychology and really has a passion for the the delivery, the, the good delivery of valuable content. And so as we put our heads together and started brainstorming, it was kind of one of those things you hear about where you know, it starts as a conversation and, and in the morning and within, by that afternoon, we had already largely structured our plan to go forward with this. And uh, we've, we've both embraced it with a lot of enthusiasm as, it, as we've worked with these talented people. It just keeps getting funner and better and funner and better. And, and we're doing it. These, uh, these concepts, these gems of wisdom are coming together and and we're making them available to people, and the response has been phenomenal. So we're live now. Uh, the okay. website is gemtrain, G-E-M, like a gem of wisdom, and then train, like personal trainer, T-R-A-I-N.com, gemtrain.com. And you can go there. It's actually free right now at the date of this, this podcast. And so the sign-up is easy, and it's easy to – to uh, to watch and to share. It's a great time to watch and share the content because it's free. Tell us about what's on. I, I know about two of them, but tell us about it. Okay. This, this is the best part to me. This is where it gets really exciting. We have a, a core focus for autism. Parents that have children with autism, 
and we will be expanding soon to have to include some courses that are intended for the end user who may be on the spectrum, uh, an adult or a teen that's on the spectrum so that they could watch. Most of the courses right now are, are designed for parents who have children on the spectrum. Of course, your host, Emma Lou, our, our shining star, she has uh, presented two really valuable courses. I think the response has just been wonderful. One of those courses is on self-care, a, a very needed area. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably know very well how much uh, a caregiver can can burn out and feel discouraged. Uh, and and understanding self-care is, is huge. So I would encourage you to go watch Emily's course on self-care. She also presented a really good course on the individual education plan in, in school. If you have a child that's in the school system that has special needs. And Emily did a fabulous job of outlining what goes into an IEP, what an IEP even is, and how to be a, uh, have a successful IEP and be a team player and befriend the people in the school system so that you can increase the chance that your child actually gets the services that they need. And even understanding what those services are, it's, it's a great course. I just wanted to quickly add the comment that that information also would apply for any child, of any child with special needs. The IP process would be the same and the self-care is the same. Please tell us about some of the other courses you're offering. They all look yeah. good to me. I'll be happy to. And I, and I want to just reinforce what you just said. A lot of our courses, we've, we're getting feedback. People are saying, well, even if I don't have a child on the spectrum, this is just really good parenting material. This just, this just helps me know better how to help my child that's in school or struggling in another way. It doesn't have to be a child on the spectrum. But we do want that extra focus because there are some, some important differences with autism that, that are also included in these courses. So I think it does benefit both groups very well. One uh, thing I really appreciated is that you got, there are so many different aspects and it seemed to me you found an expert in each area. We're really working on that. You That's have an impressive team. It has been it has been so fun, and it seems like everybody we work with just opens up their Rolodex and says, "Hey, you've got to talk to this friend or this colleague. They need to do a course with you," because these courses are turning out really well, and and we we just feel so fortunate the quality the caliber of presenters that have that we've been able to meet and work with, uh, like you, Emily, and others that just have a wealth of experience. And, and are so happy to open up uh, that, that treasure trove of experience and help to inform a struggling mom in, in somewhere America that doesn't have access to resources. They might be hours from the nearest clinic or professional center of some kind. This makes it possible for, for those people to be reached and get, get some really capable professionals uh, right in front of them on their on their computer or their phone. It does. And I'm, I don't know if you've even had time to consider this. I just thought of it. Is there the possibility of maybe creating a, a, some sort of forum? I know a lot of times parents need to be part of a support group, other parents who are 
you know, maybe they can connect with a parent who's just been, who has been through their current challenge and could offer hope or. Absolutely. That's, that's such good insight. And we really, we have that in our vision. Uh, We think that would be, would be so helpful. That actually creates a kind of a dovetail into one of the courses that we are working on right now uh, with, with a mom who has kind of mastered the, the social media scene and has created some, some Facebook groups and actually turned those into literal play groups where they meet in their community and get together parents and their children on the spectrum. And they'll meet at a park or if it's cold weather, uh, a fast food restaurant with an indoor playground and they're, they're, they're benefiting from that uh, support a little bit different than the forum that you mentioned. And we do intend to have a a forum component to this at some point. The recognition for that, the need for that is, is absolutely important. And, and we're aware of that. That's, that's a great direction. I noticed one of your topics is nutrition and I happen to know that is a hot topic for parents. Absolutely. Yeah, we have that. Two courses on nutrition. One is currently on the site and the other one just about. It'll probably launch today or tomorrow. The first is from Britton Coleman and she actually, she's out of San Francisco and she calls herself the autism dietitian. She's made a specialty of it and just a fun, delightful person and is so informed. And in her course, parents can learn how to assess their child's diet to begin with simple things like keeping a food journal for a little while and identify the foods that are lower in nutrition versus the foods that are higher in nutrition. And and then I think the the magic is that she helps parents start to introduce more nutritional foods, how to do that. Uh, Smaller portions at first, don't change an entire plate of food in front of a child who's already struggling uh, to eat. You just introduce uh, maybe one green bean, for example, or you might even cut it up. Or she talks about changing the texture of food because of the sensory issues with autism. Uh, A slimy type of a food might really be uh, unpleasant, but if you find a way to make that crisp and crunchy, that they might be more inclined to try it. And so she does a course for us on, on, on diet. And then the course that's about to come is from Nick Hundley, and he's a, a nutritionist. He's a, a scientist and talks a little bit more about brain chemistry and some of the effects that different foods have on the brain and toxicity and detoxification and the things that seem to be so important when it comes to autism that diet and nutrition is important for anyone, but it seems to be especially important for children on the spectrum who appear to have difficulty with detoxification. And so, of course, limiting the number of toxins that get into a little person with autism and then helping them to detoxify appears to be very important, according to those two presenters. Another course that's available on the site right now is from Dr. Brett Merrill. He's a clinical psychologist, and he specializes in tech time and screen time, which most people know for for any child, but especially children on the spectrum, they tend to kind of get lost and absorbed in screen time. And so he presented a course for us on how to, how to manage that, how much is too much, how to set some structure and some, some rules in the family 
to to keep that at a kind of an appropriate level. Very, very talented man, very good presenter. So another course is by Laura, who's a mom and just a devoted, wonderful mom who doesn't have any formal letters behind her name, but has absolutely paid the price to understand spectrum issues and has really made a difference in her son's life. She talks about her son, Max, in the video and uh, in the course. What's kind of special about them and their family is they actually had a, a local business come in and, and volunteer and donate time and materials to convert about half of their basement into a sensory play area for her son. And we've got some footage of, of him playing on these monkey bars that go clear across the ceiling from one end of the room to the other and, and this swinging hammock in the middle of the room so that he can get some of his sensory needs met. And uh, you, you just, when I watch Laura's course, I just feel inspired. And I think she's a, a devoted mother to any child, but especially when you meet her son, you realize just how well he is doing and how much he is thriving because of her devotion. It's, it's, it's a very inspiring course. And I think any parent, any mother in particular that has a child on the spectrum would benefit from watching that. Well, and, and a, a mother, I think, is often the best in, instructor, mo certainly the most trusted. Other parents know a parent who has been through the same thing. You know, they trust. They know they can listen to them. Absolutely. Successfully. Absolutely. In fact, one of the things Laura said to me when we, when we met, why me? Are you sure you want to talk to me? Like, what do I have to say? And in hindsight, her course has been so well received and, and so many positive comments from people that have viewed it. And I think exactly what you said, Emma, Emma Lou, somebody who is in the trenches can watch Laura's course and say she gets it. This mom understands my situation because she's a mom too. She's lived it. Yeah. Yeah. And solved it. It sounds like she's come up with some really good proactive solutions. You know, she has. Her son, one of the things she talks about is that they've gone to great effort to, to keep her son in normal classrooms and, and with neurotypical peers. Uh, one of the benefits of, you know, she talks about giving up a portion of her home to a sensory play area. And she says, you know, sometimes it gets a little loud and you think, oh, I don't want the whole neighborhood in my house. But, but it's worth it because that has enabled her son to play with neurotypical peers. And I assume most of your listeners know what that means. But neurotypical is just a fancy way of saying children who are developing normally and are meeting their developmental milestones. And so her son, who, who's on the spectrum, can watch these other children and, and get cues from them about what's normal and what's acceptable. And he can then model those behaviors of sharing or kindness or courtesy or playing together, a whole host of, of appropriate cues that he can then integrate into his life. And so she's, she's figured that out. Uh, as well as the IEP process, uh, she shared many of the same things you did, Emily, on the IEP process and talks about showing up at the school with a plate of cookies or uh, telling a funny story at the beginning of the meeting to put everybody at ease and 
complementing the people that are that are working in teachers and administrators that are trying to help her son and and saving the frustrations for another time and place and not dump those on the on the the teachers and administrators because that just it's just counterproductive and so on so many levels she really has paid the price to to put her son in just the best position possible and if you met him he is just awesome kid so well adjusted very clear that he has some some spectrum symptomology, but just the most genuine, nice, wonderful young man you'd ever want to meet. She's done an exceptional job as a mother. That And that peer inter- interaction, how she has enabled that peer interaction, that is so critical. They can progress so much faster if they have that opportunity to have positive interactions with peers. It's awesome. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it sure, you know, the, they say the proof is in the pudding, right? That's true. That's true. <laughs> so what are some of the courses coming up? Some of the coming courses. Uh, so I mentioned about the mom. Uh, she's actually in Vegas uh, who has figured out kind of social media and some Facebook groups and then actually some literal physical meeting play groups, uh, Rachel. And so she's going to be flying up here probably in the next few weeks to to do a course with us and she'll be bringing some footage with her of her play groups and, and she's going to teach us how to, how to start a social media, a, a Facebook group, a support group, or to find and join an existing one. And also to, to spearhead these community play groups where you actually get out and have your children play with, with other children that are on the spectrum that's beneficial for the children. It's primarily beneficial for the parents. It's, it's kind of a chance for them to get together and support one another. It's also obviously important to foster play groups or enable playing and association with neurotypical peers as well, as we just discussed. But Rachel's kind of figured that out and, uh, and is so passionate and so fun about it. And her groups, I think people really just, just like her groups. And so we want to have her teach us how, how to do that in, Nebraska and Illinois and New Jersey and Iowa and Kansas and Arizona and Washington and Maine and Wisconsin. Uh, these, these concepts are pretty universal. And so uh, we hope that that will be helpful for parents that are looking to kind of just not feel quite so isolated in, uh, in being a parent with a child on the spectrum. And I think that is sometimes the hardest challenge is when you feel you're on your own. So I, I, I love that. I, I applaud any time parents can join a support group, get their children together. And, and power of social media, we can do it now. That's awesome. Isn't that the, that's the secret. If you can just figure that out and some people do social media very naturally, very easily. Some, some are from the generation where it's a little foreign, maybe a little more cumbersome. And so we, we really want this to be a kind of a show and do course where by the end you should have a fairly good idea how to, how to initiate a a Facebook group or at least find one that you can fit into and also to foster those, those actual community play groups where you're, you're meeting and, doing some fun things together. Yeah. And that vital peer interaction. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you about another one. This one, I'm very excited about this one. A woman named JC, she has a company, Harmony Music, and they 
have figured out how to help parents and children with music. And music can be so powerful. And what they do is they go into homes and they give parents and children a chance that, to communicate with music, to emotionally regulate with music, to just have fun and play and connect with music. And that one is going to be very exciting. Uh, we, we expect we'll have some footage of them actually working with uh, some parents and kids and showing how it can be done. As we've been collaborating, uh, it, it's not so much about learning to play the piano or learning to play the guitar. In fact, frankly, you don't even have to play them per se. You just use music as a means of expression and communication. It's, it's an exciting idea, and they seem to be having real success uh, with, in some situations where communication and emotional regulation just haven't been very easy to, to do. Uh, short of using something like music, which is, is nonverbal and seems to be kind of the universal human language. So that one's going to be fun. It does sound fun. Yeah, that'll be, that'll be coming here soon. I'd say we're collaborating now. And another one that I'm looking forward to now, this one, remember I, we were saying that most of our courses currently are designed for the parents to watch who have a child on the spectrum. But we recognize the need for, for some of the adults who are on the spectrum. Uh, it's unfortunate. I don't know the data, but I think the divorce rate's fairly high for people on the spectrum, probably because it's undiagnosed and in many cases. And so some of the challenges that come with a normal person on the spectrum can introduce real difficulty in marriage. And so uh, we're working with uh, a couple now where he's on the spectrum and she actually, it's, it's kind of funny. She says, here I have a husband who's brutally honest and cannot lie. <laughs> oh dear. Right. And she <laughs> says, but isn't that great? How fortunate she feels to have a, a husband that's brutally honest that, that cannot lie. And she says, you know, I don't have to worry what he's out doing because He's totally honest with me that it's, it's wonderful. Obviously, there are some other challenges. And so as a couple, they're going to present on marriage and autism, and they're going to talk about some of the subtleties and the nuances and maybe the not-so-subtleties that go into successful marriage when one person in the marriage is on the spectrum as an adult. Yes, and I understand that at first they thought autism was more common among boys than girls, but then they determined that girls are just diagnosed later. When they're young, they're good at imitating what everyone else is doing. But about the time they hit those early mid-teens, when the social cues get more complicated, that's when they start making mistakes, they get ridiculed, it spirals downward into depression, anxiety, and that a lot of times they're not diagnosed or identified till they're high school or college. Man, what a challenge would that be to, to be launched out into quote-unquote normal life and adulthood and not even know? Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things, in fact, Another course that's coming soon is, is a man, and I, I consider him 
I told him, I said, I think you're the autism ambassador because he himself is on the spectrum, but he was only diagnosed about three years ago and he's Uh been a teacher and he was, he has this absolutely wonderful ability to explain to someone who's not on the spectrum, what it's like to be on the spectrum. He gets both sides. And so that's why I call him the ambassador. I hope he's okay. That is vital. Ooh, I love it. I do too. I just, I sat with him feeling so fortunate. And some of the things that we talked about were the launch into adulthood. In fact, he teaches a course at the university on how to help these university students who are on the spectrum. Maybe they don't know it yet. Maybe they haven't been formally diagnosed. But developmentally, he says on average, they might be 18 or 19 years old starting college. But they they may have the mentality of around 12, give or take. Yeah. And so asking them to perform in a college environment just because they have the numerical age of 18 or 19 is, is intimidating. Uh, imagine a 12-year-old being thrust into university and the parents drop him off at the parking lot with a backpack and say, good luck, son or daughter. We hope you figure it out. Yeah. And so he has really dialed that process in. And so his specialization is helping these, these young adults who are on the spectrum to learn basic skills, everything from personal hygiene to finance to making a plan to uh, communication, emotional regulation in an adult environment, navigating the different social systems and services that are available how to ask for help or get help. If you, maybe you didn't have an IEP, you know, you taught us MLU in your course that an IEP sets your trajectory for the entire education career. But if they're not diagnosed before they leave public school. Exactly. So they may not, they don't have one. And, and so how do you, as an adult or a young adult who's just starting college, how do you go to the university and say, I need help with reading. I need help with math. Uh, this this course doesn't make sense to me. Is there someone who can help me? And to to get those services uh, at the young adult level, and uh, that's going to be a. Uh, I'm very excited about that course. This man's a wealth of knowledge. He's a keynote speaker, and on a national level, he's here locally in Utah. And, and uh, the biggest challenge with him, I told him, was is figuring out where to start because he could talk about just almost anything to do oh, with he, autism. He could teach several courses and it is so needed. I'm excited for that too. I can't wait to meet him. This is going to be yeah. awesome. And, and the, you know, the fun part is it, it doesn't stop there. Every, as I said, every time we meet a presenter and we produce a course and they get to see the, the quality, we have a fairly high standard. Uh, we've had a couple courses that we've, uh, filmed again because of an audio problem or a video problem that it just didn't quite meet that standard. And we were absolutely insistent that if somebody would like to present with us, we want to make them look good. And it's not about vanity. And I get that, but you know, really, if you're going to put yourself out there and, and contribute to a project, we want that to be the best it can be. And so we, we, we deliver on that. All right. Well, Thank you so much for telling us. It's 
I've been on the website. I'm great. I'm impressed with it. I highly recommend it. It's very valuable information. Anything else you want to tell us about it? Just appreciate the chance to talk with you, Emily. You've you've been great, and I would say again to your listeners, if they need a place to start, go listen to Emily's course because her two courses are fantastic. She's so experienced uh, and such a passionate, caring educator and education advocate. So so maybe start there. Go go look at Emily's courses and uh, and then check out Laura's course as a mother. And if you're not inspired by then, then I guess we're not the the site for you, but I think you will be. (laughs) Oh, how could they not? How could they not be impressed? And the screen time, that's another hot issue. I I think you've got many valuable courses there. Thank you. That's certainly our intention. And, And like I say, we're not stopping here. We're continuing to collaborate and find new presenters every day. And I've got a phone call this afternoon with another presenter and it's just ongoing and, and we vet our presenters. We, we don't just take anybody that walks through the door. We want the best. And yes, we feel very fortunate that we have, we've maintained that. We have All right. Some- There's a contact form on the website. If they want to suggest anything or correct, make a yeah, request. What about a course on some, you know, you bet. We welcome that. Thank you for making that point. A, a suggestion on a course, absolutely, we welcome that. Or if you know a presenter, uh, somebody who has a skill set that you think would be a good presenter, even if you're not sure if it's a good fit, go ahead and make the suggestion. We'll talk to them and we'll see if it's a good fit. That's fine. We're happy to explore uh, any suggestions that way. All right. Okay, well, Dr. Mark, you have a great day. Thank you, Emily. Keep up the good work.